Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 143. I'm Sick Grembo. I'm here with <laughs> Cody, Luke, and Richie, and we have Curtis on as well. Sick as is tradition. Sick Curtis, and a, a lot of us are sick, actually. Yeah, uh, I think it's from all, all the... Sick. I think it's from all the making out we did in the fucking game. Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of... A lot of making out and sucking down and all. Runs Prime said we're waltz unless we suck each other off. <laughs> oh no, who gave them that torch? <laughs> uh, but they will bypass this. They don't oh. matter. Yeah, they did oh. do a lot of bypasses. A lot of a lot of Ooh. broken uh broken stuff. Um You know so what yeah, I'm excited just... for? Oh my god! I'm really excited. Shut up. You know, hey, you let me finish hey, this intro or not? Uh, I mean, if you want to finish like you didn't this weekend, you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is. Let's be honest. He couldn't finish on most of the trails, anyways. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> Billy because he didn't even get to the trail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Billy. I love you. I love you too, Billy. <laughs> Anyways, Billy was busting a lot of fucking boxes that uh, <laughs> in the parking <laughs> lots. Well, he was a big boy, so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, Richie, who are you, your peanut gallery? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, shit. yeah, so we just got back from Good Evening Ranch. Uh, a long weekend full of uh, adventure and fun and frolicking chaos. through the fields. There are uh, no, you're not allowed to frolic through the fields. Those are for the horses. Off the grass. Um, off the fucking. Yeah, stay grass. off the fucking grass. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, I gotta say before we get too far into it, thanks to or for everyone that stayed in the cabin. Um, Good evening called us and said that we did a good job at cleaning up and behaving ourselves. Which really is shocking. Really? Is I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> Do they know that water leaks through the ceiling? Did we tell them? Did anybody uh, tell them that? Water leaked through the ceiling? This is yeah, the first Wait, time hold on. You it. didn't hear about Curtis? Okay, so what was that? Saturday we recognized... No, I think... It, yeah, Saturday morning Friday. we recognized... Yeah. The- yeah, so we recognized that there was a drip right in, like, right as you walked to the front door, right through the ceiling. Well, on Sunday, fucking Curtis had let put his shoes down right in that spot without even thinking, and his fucking shoes were soaked because of it. <laughs> and the best part was it was from his bathroom, so like whatever was leaking was his leak. It's I Curtis' guess. juices leaking it's... into Curtis's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Luke did not tell them about that. We should make sure that somebody goes and tells them about that because they should probably know that it literally just leaks from the ceiling. I'm sure one of the Ultimate Adventure Boys will figure it out. Oh, Wait, oh shit! <laughs> UE's going there. Are you UE's there? there. They, were, they were there the day we left. Yep, or the day yeah, after we left. That's fucking cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they get to deal with all the dug up God. trails. I saw yeah. some videos of them going up uh, Chadillac today. Uh, I now know why they funny. moved that rock on Chadillac. Yeah, it's because they got to make <laughs> it easier for the UA boys to crawl up that thing. Lame. Oh, so did, did they make the park easier for them? Yeah. Boo. Last year, that Chadillac, the rock that was next to the mud ledge, was at the top. So you had to, like, 
get on your or like go up the center and crawl up over it but they just flopped it down and it landed on the other side of that rock well that could have been anything that could have been somebody making it up and pushing the rock down to or it could have just been mother nature Exactly. How about you just let me make fun of Ultimate Adventure for a little while? Because they're running mile stars, so they had to make it easier. I know, dude. The I fact saw that they're that. <sighs> it's guys, they are are influencer tires, and they yeah, pay the it. bills though. So it's tough. Like I kind of get it to a certain degree. Like you know, the Ultimate Ultimate Adventure, which I don't even know how we're on this topic and why we're continuing on this topic, but like they need to pay the bills. So like I kind of get it in like the shittiest way, but. Yeah. So, anyways, back to topic. Um, Web Wheeler's ball was fucking wild this year. Um, I'm super happy with the amount of planning and everything that went into it. It went off kind of without a hitch. Like, how many people this year? Um, if I remember correctly, it was somewhere around seventy-five. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a significant amount. Seventy-five um... rigs. I don't know the total number of people. Yeah, I think oh. bare minimum, most rigs had two people. Yeah. So, so it was not there. Um, it was a lot of a lot of people we knew or had talked with. It was it was cool. Um, a lot of new faces too. Yeah. True. Uh, I mean, I, the Runs Prime guys came to mind as people we had never met before. But who else? I saw uh, the guy in the YJ that came up and was talking with us, and I still don't know his name, and I feel bad for not knowing his name. Oh, YJ? Um, no, no, Other the one YJ? whose wife did all the photo photography. I can't no, think okay, of her name nope. now. No, not that one. There was a guy oh. at a YJ that was like super fucking nice. that kept coming up to us, and I never caught his name. Oh, oh, oh is it that cream color? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like on thirty threes and like yeah. a decent little YJ, but. So, but yeah, there was, other than that, I mean, there were still a ton of new faces and it was really cool to, uh, experience that. Like, this was the first time, like, I was talking to Graham about it, I'm like, this was like the first time that people were coming up and like chatting with us that we had no idea that were like, yo, yeah, I love the podcast, da, da, da. It's like, whoa, like you actually just came here to like say hi, like this is fucking cool. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a lot of that. I feel like Cody and Luke got a lot of the, uh, the spotlight Unfortunately. Uh, I was just sort of chilling, chilling in the background, and no, not many people. I, I can't say anybody came up to me and was like, "Hey, I know you. You're from that podcast." <laughs> so, really? I don't think I got anybody. See, I'm I'm kind of fat, you know, so like I'm a big target to miss, and maybe that's why. It was, it was like, the big yellow like, oh. Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it was the big <laughs> fucking Hawaiian shirt. I love that shirt. It was kind of hard to miss me and my get-up for the first day. Yeah, you definitely looked like you were... I don't know <laughs> if it looked like you were in charge, but it definitely looked like you were doing something. <laughs> hey, hey, Luke, just in case you're wondering, you don't have hey, to be farming or something. Farmers only. <laughs> um. Oh, hey, Richie, did yeah? you get a link to the uh, Google Drive? I, I got a link to it. I did not get an opportunity to go through the drive yet. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Oh, the get up they're talking about. I saw the get up. Oh, it was great. Oh, Party was shirt, cool. please be patient. I have autism and cut off over jorts. Life was good. And if Logan lets you borrow them, fish flops. Uh, I did not want the fish flops this weekend. I hear they're was comfortable. Not, 
they are comfortable, but this weekend was not a fish flops weekend because I didn't spend any time at the cabin that I wasn't passed out. Yeah, that's it. I'm actually pretty impressed with us, like how like granted again, I'm when I'm comparing this trip, I'm comparing it to Roush, where like after five o'clock, like we can't be on trailer, like six thirty ish. So like, but I'm just fucking impressed. We spent very little time. The only reason I spent time was because I was dying from our trip because Grim's a psycho and doesn't know how to sleep. And what I was saying, Cody, dude, that dude's like, I don't even have words. Like, it is mind blowing. He's a fucking machine. I I swear, Grant's not a real person. He's a fucking robot. He's a machine. (laughs) I will say, though, our, uh, like, we did not stop to pee or do anything like it was gas like business fucking only it was yeah, either it, gas and if you had to piss at the time go fucking pee because we're not stopping again like it was it was both I, the trip down and back we only stopped once we, we'd sick. get fuel before we left we stopped about five and a half hours in five hours in and then and then we were home i still had quarter tank when we got back too we were doing hey, good how fuel. big is your tank I don't know, 35, 40 gallons. What did you like to Oh, have? okay, that makes sense. It's a stock diesel, too, so it's pretty uh, fuel efficient. You're just slow on the hills. Dude, the hills coming out of Tennessee and up there are fucking murderous. Like, going the hills there... in Maryland are, are, are tough, that's for sure. Going there, I got seven miles to the gallon. Going home, I got 12 miles to the gallon. Yeah. I'd believe it. it I definitely just... noticed we used less coming back. I think the hills getting there, and your your road is totally different than ours. But I imagine it's a similar sort of deal, just with the hill, the way, yeah, just the hilliness of that area. Uh, you know, I was when when we were almost to good evening, like probably twenty minutes out. I had one tick left on my fuel uh, gauge before it was at the empty mark, <laughs> and we went up this one hill. It was probably like. It might have was made a might have been five ten minutes worth of driving, and uh, that fuel tick was gone because I just had to have my foot to the floor going fifty miles an hour up this hill, and I don't it know just sucked down is. all the fuel. Uh, my issue is uh, stock diesel with probably boost leaks and other things, and just not amazing. It's great. Ten out of ten would recommend again. Um, and I suppose before we get too far into it, shout out to Logan Young. Dude was fucking awesome all weekend as co-driver, passenger, whatever, whenever, however. Redneck dude fucking, yeah, dude fucking killed it all weekend. He fixed my Jeep in like two seconds once we got there. Yeah. Yeah. What so I suppose uh, he put the spark plug back in the spark. Oh, plug he's room. the one that found the spark plug. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we were looking at the ASD relay, which may have been part of the problem, but we fixed both things in quick succession and then it stopped running like total garbage. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know which one solved it or, I mean, I know the the spark plug wasn't helping anything and the computer very well may have just been shutting it off. If it was like, we're missing a spark plug, you dumbass. Uh, we're not running more than five minutes, but uh yeah i don't know it it's all fixed now it works ronald 2.0 is fucking mint boys i don't know it's all power it doesn't have all the power that uh ronald 1.0 or my old motor had something is not happy with it but i don't know i don't 
it it runs. It does the Did thing. Did you do a compression test? No. It does oh, it did no. turn over pretty easy with all the spark plugs in. Like compression Shit's probably mid. isn't there. But <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. I just can't do third gear clutch dumps weren't really an option with that motor, which was sorta of fucking me the whole weekend, but at the same time third gear clutch dumps are what destroy my drive drive shafts, so it, it kinda worked out. Um, you didn't you didn't have the horsepower to break shit. It was hilariously sad. It really was. It was obnoxious. Right. I mean, it was great because I could make it through. I I didn't break anything big all weekend, but all right. Just... So like, maybe we should get to what happened the weekend. Sure. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you you, you um, hit it off. Well, hold on. Can we? Can I do one more? You honorable mentioned Logan. I want to give yeah. somebody an honorable mention. Fucking Billy, dude. I just really want to say because I know you listen. Thank you for you and Becca coming because yeah. you two are fucking the nicest people at, that I have met. In a fucking saints, like oh my god, genuinely. Yes. And, and also, you did worker. not exactly. You did not fucking give up. This dude, we're gonna have, probably have him on at some point just because he's that awesome of a guy. But like, he did not fucking give up the whole entire time. He blew up an eight hundred dollars steering box right off rip. Fuck it, whatever. Went and got another one. Blew that one up got another one and even put that one in like dude i am just blown away and seriously like good shit you're a good fucking person and i i appreciate you so not just that but like i would not have eaten if it wasn't for becca and chrissy tim gibson's significant other christine christine that's it yes i'm sorry i don't mean (laughs) to be rude but like between those two i ate that weekend if it wasn't for those two I was just in go mode. Unless someone put food in front of me, I didn't eat. However, Billy and Becca were like, here, you need to eat. You cannot exist. All you had to do was stick meat in his mouth and he would eat it. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, that was this weekend. Um, Yes, Christine... Makes an excellent sausage with uh, the peppers and onions. Absolutely fucking delicious. But yeah. yeah, they were eating good over there. We had some like chicken and vegetables and all sorts of stuff. Uh, the last yeah, we night. did. No, no, they yeah. they were fucking you didn't need killing it. it. So let's see. We showed up at the park, right? And um, first thing that you do when you go to Good Evening Ranch is you go to Cripple Creek. Right? That sounds about right. <laughs> no, it isn't. That sounds always. like fun. Um, what it, or am I missing something? Because my memory of Friday is all there, but it's not yeah. in order. Basically, everybody was there. We all started unpacking our stuff, getting the Jeeps unloaded, and then people were fixing stuff. And then we basically went out right after that. Yeah, we went out around noon. We headed down yeah. to Cripple Creek with the full group. Uh, that was like Tony, Miguel, uh, all the backyard built people. The and backyardigans going up. The backyardigans going up. Uh, and this was like fresh set of stickies. Everything was all primed. Everything went as well as it could have. For me there. Um, we just ran that fucking trail relatively problem free. Are you are you retarded? Yes. Uh 
Do well, you not remember what we dealt with for about an hour? I'm saying that we ran the majority of the trail relatively problem-free for the people that are here right now. I'm not saying that the trail was problem-free. There the is plenty of problems yeah, Don't, don't want to fool you guys. The trail was very problematic. Who had all times. the problems? Yeah, well, you guys were in the front, so you saw more of the problems from the middle of the group. I was in the yeah, back. But it was, it was Chris. Yeah. Oh. He got I hung up pretty good. About... Oh, so... sorry. Wrong Chris. You... Wrong problem. We're thinking about the green XJ, right? Just to clarify. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, def- he's, so he's a newer wheeler that recently picked up a rig that uh, is... I would say above his knowledge level, and I'm sure that that has its own issues. Um, yeah, it's like trying to get into racing and picking up a Porsche GT3. Yeah, um, but he's, got, he's full hydro cage, so it's a yeah interesting dynamic. It's a zesty rig. Um, if it was properly bump stopped, a little bit more trimming done, and uh, had an anti-wrap bar, that rig would be fucking serious. Yeah. But, uh, so anyways, we drop into Cripple Creek after the little Timmy incident, which was not particularly great. Um, and then, so there, we all made the first ledge without really any problems that I can think of. I know Logan was driving my Jeep, and this is going to be a running theme. I didn't drive my Jeep that much this weekend. Um, it was the rental rig. Um, and then we got up to the first ledge and got over that. I drove up that, uh, the next set of ledges, Logan picked it back up and I went all the way to, um, the V in the trail went up the far ledge there, and then that's when the Chris saga started. Because um, I was right behind Miguel when that happened, and Miguel was right behind Chris, so I suppose we'll go into that. Um, basically what happens is we were at the point in the trail where it veers back to the right, and I can understand how this happened, but he ended up going up the V-notch there, and he fell off of the V-notch because and landed with the links wrapping around the rock with his oil pan up against the rock. And uh, trying to winch him was quite the fiasco with that. Um, so I think how he got into that position, because, like, you know, for a Jeep on 40s to end up in that position, you're kind of doing something fucked up. I think what happened was, with his level of inexperience there, um, when you come up and into that V-notch on that part of trail, staying high driver feels like shit, but that's the line. Where if you go passenger and you get your passenger front tire to ride up that rock, it probably feels more stable in the cab. And so he just fell off at the end, and that's how he ended up in that particular predicament. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know that, like, 
if you're all the way over, you end up almost having to put your rock slider against that rock on 40s to make it up there without any kind of issues. So it feels really weird when you're in the cab, if you're inexperienced. Gotcha. It was a cool um, obstacle, though. Sadly, I didn't get to see it because I didn't get to actually run Cripple Creek with you guys because uh, I was dying back at the cabin. Oh, uh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was taking a nap. He didn't take enough in the truck. Don't worry. Cody comes back with a vengeance here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, <laughs> to get this guy off of the... Well, to get this guy off, if you know what I mean. Hey. Um, <laughs> I ended up having to come up behind him and try and pull him backwards. Oh. Which, uh, oh. that didn't work out so well, because it's a big old rig, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and I don't know whose idea it was, and I don't know why I agreed to it, but someone had the idea that we were going to try and have a little sticky on sticky inception going on because his tires were literally just hanging there in the air. So I pulled my rig up next to his to try and have him back onto my tires and out, which I don't know where that was going to go to begin with. So I don't even know why we thought that was a good idea. It wasn't. Um, so what happened? He um, he was high-centered where the passenger front tire was hanging out about three feet in the air. Just far enough that I couldn't get a 40 to go under it. Um, and we couldn't back it onto it. And um, the rock that he was on was up against the oil pan, the cross member, the upper link, and the lower link. Um, that answer it, Richie? Yeah. Okay. So we ended up pulling Miguel around the opposite side, and we had to winch his cage over, use his winch, the other winch, winch him almost onto his side to get the tension off of that rock and get him driven out of there. And it end we ended up getting him unstuck, but it was, what, a good 45-minute detour there? Damn. Yeah. And well, we were almost at the end of the obstacle too, or at the end of Cripple Creek when that happened. Like I, Anthony and I were like the amount yeah. of time, like it took us probably five minutes to walk back to you guys. Yeah. That, um, that mid ledge though, that was fun. The one that you didn't make it up because your wheelbase was fucking you. No, that, that's not an insult. I'm just saying your wheelbase. Was, I love like, you. Trying to fucking. Except for the fact that Billy made it and his wheelbase is like 138. I got no clue how that happened, but whatever. Hey, we all watched it. Wow, Bob Bang! Yeah. Um, And when all else fails, if you're listening to Tony spotting you, do the opposite, and sometimes it works better. Love you, Tony. A little bit. Well, that's like mind. when Curtis was. I don't think this was at Cripple Creek, but later on, Curtis was like, "Just go all the way left. It'll it, it'll be the that's how you want to do it." And I just was like, "I'm gonna go all the way right, just despite him." I forget <laughs> what obstacle well, this you was. You know what? But... You know what? To be 100 percent honest, but I'm spotting 90 percent of the time. If you do exact opposite what I say, it's probably gonna be what I meant for you to do in the first place. Because I say the directions backwards. I literally like. I feel like I sit there. 
And I think about what I would need to do if I was sitting in the driver's seat while I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, go driver. But I really want you to go passenger. Yep. Mm. That happens a lot. Um, anyways, that obstacle was the first obstacle. I fell in love with the fucking stickies because, like, it just was first gear and I didn't have to do shit. And I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with my hands anymore. Well, was this your first trip with the stickies, Luke? Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're. It's like paying, playing basketball and baseball. It's not even the same fucking game anymore. They do the sticky do, is all I will say about them. They ain't mm. no red labels, but they do the sticky do. Glad they ain't red labels. <laughs> you mean Listen. drag flicks? <laughs> I, I could have brought you a set of no, Goodyear's or Hoosiers. The red labels, awesome. when they held air... were retarded in how much traction they gave me. There was only one obstacle that we went up, and I think it was the first part of Jigsaw, where it was just all dirt, where it was kind of like... I thought it was the two It was going up. It was going up that bit. Uh, The first chunk. I was following right... What do you mean? Like the ledge? The second portion of Jigsaw. Oh, well, yeah. Well, there was that, that middle obstacle that was just... I don't think that was the tires. I think that was just incredibly mud saturated. Oh, and I don't think tires. Why I make it? Huh? You've got forty-two inch tires, you fucker, and a longer oh. wheelbase. Oh, yeah. There's just a lot of things that my rig wasn't happy about in that obstacle, and uh, it was the first day and. You know, looking at the videos, I think Logan had some videos. If I had hit that in third, it would have just uh, pinballed its way up, for sure. Because nothing was really yeah. hanging it up, but it was just like, when it did stop, you were in the worst possible spot for your tires uh, yeah. to be grabbing anything. So, And I wasn't well, really sure what was going on. I had just bent the ram, so I was kind of t- like hesitant as to what the hell that was going to actually cause issues with. And it, Apparently nothing. Until uh, the end of the weekend. Until the end of the weekend, yeah. But that's fine. Um, yeah, it's it really wasn't. Later. Um, it really is. Um, needs to be addressed now, but uh, fortunately well, it didn't seem to cause any problems. Uh, but no, the first bit, the very beginning of Jigsaw, when we were just going up that dirt hill, I was sitting behind you, Curtis, and you had sort of been, you were almost at the top, but you were waiting for somebody to go through, and that's like the only other time I noticed, like, I just didn't have much traction. I had to back up a couple times and kind of like get myself where I needed to be and bump it a tiny bit just because it was all dirt. There was nothing to grab. Uh, But every other spot, I was genuinely impressed with how much they just fucking hooked. That was yeah. like the one thing about Jigsaw too is it was like nasty mud obstacles the entire time. Yep. That but was both like of the nasty obstacles were just fucking yeah. straight mud. They yep. were straight mud. It was fucking nasty and hey, I made both of the first or both sides of that first ledge on Jigsaw my bitch. So that was cool. Yeah, cuz you took the easy one and you were like what are you doing? Do the hard one. The easy one was fucking harder than the hard one. No, it wasn't. That is the story of the other one. But that literally is the story of Good Evening Ranch. I swear, there was shit on that property that I'm like, dude, this is nothing. What are we talking about? And then like people struggled up it, 
And then there was like hard stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, this should be pretty cool. And then like people just walk through it. It's like what what the fuck? Like what is the happening? Fucking yeah. little uh the little V notch that we had to go through on Rubicon. Oh my god. What like that was mess. way more ridiculous than it had to be. Yes. Which oh, one? Uh, the 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 one at the end on that we yes. did on the last day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or yep. you, um, you just made it okay. That is the one you were talking about. It wasn't really a V notch, it's sort of like a coffin. You're just kinda like going into the yeah. rocks and <laughs> praying yeah. that you can get up it. But okay, so later that night, Luke and I went back there. We ran the um one that goes sideways to that. Like when that you go out so of it, you take a left. Oh, yeah. And Luke goes in there and the freaking rock, there's like towards the end of it, there's like a big rock there. And he goes and he goes over it and it looks like, oh, okay, this is gonna be no big deal to get around here. Like I figured the beginning of it was gonna be worse. And he just nothing that he could do could get him over that rock. Yeah, no. Well, I'm not going to throw shade here, but the spotter and myself were so not on the same page. I said I wanted to go left. He spotted me right. That's how I ended up there. Because I looked out the window. I yelled, am I good? And he goes, yeah, just cut it a little bit and you'll be good. And when he said cut it a little bit and you'll be good, I thought he meant start coming driver. He was talking about passenger because he wanted to send me up that thing. And I'm like, no. Who was your spotter? Doesn't matter. Was it Logan? No, it wasn't Logan. Uh, Logan was riding with me, and I fucking... That's where I put the Jeep on its side pretty fucking good. You Uh, did. The side did not touch the ground. Stop it. it. That fucking rocker panel most definitely was on the fucking ground. I felt it hit. I doubt it. Press X for doubt. Ah, fuck off, Curtis. It didn't. It didn't I'm, need to be pushed or winched back over. It's not a not a flop. All so right. What well, is then, yours. Oh, I guess huh? I should have pushed you back over. Yeah, Does Luke basically count? just kind of drove I, out of it. I, yeah, I put like, it in reverse and fucking slammed the throttle, and it got worse, and then it got better. That yeah, it started to get worse. I'm like, oh crap! Now I have to recover him. <laughs> that was going to be a terrible recovery. It would have been fine. I was perfectly positioned for it. Um, but anyways, that's that's a story for later on. We got like fucking days worth of gaps here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, um, so let's see. So after Cripple Creek and Jigsaw, we went back to the cabin. We did food. Boring bullshit. Um, unless I'm missing anything, Grant. Oh, Luke, you're forgetting to mention that you are progressively getting more and more drunk as this is going on. No, I didn't get drunk until we got back to the cabin. I caught that. What? Yeah. No, I fucking slammed down some moonshine, said, fuck it, Cody's driving. And (laughs) that's where we ended up. Hell yeah. Which was, um, which was the, the highlight of my weekend. <laughs> I was completely stone cold sober when I pulled up to the cabin. I, I opened the moonshine that. while we were making dinner. And that's where Cody driving came from. <laughs> uh, we Basically, traded... yeah, Luke got drunk. Drunk, drunk. Like, not like then... to the point that I can't remember anything because I remember everything about that night. But like, are you I was sure? like, you know, 
Yeah, I do. What did um, Gary do? Gary threw a fucking rock at my Jeep. I did not realize he threw a rock at my Jeep because I was too focused on spotting. My no, brain power was like... about, and I quote, I'm going to go fuck that rock with my <laughs> dick. <laughs> Anyways. Hell? <laughs> back to Back to the uh, story here. I think this is a good place for me to step out of the conversation and let Cody have his fucking moment uh. and Graham have their moment. Sorry, Cody. So, I, I, we'll set the scene for this entire run-up. We were kind of trying to figure out what to do. Uh, everybody was going or at Honey Hole, I believe, right? Yeah. No, uh, I said let's go to Honey Hole. I started that whole shit show. Really? So you were the reason why all those people were there? Well, no, we started I don't know heading we out there. All there to begin with, I think. We pulled up after the fact. Eddie and Dylan were down at Honey Hole with Red Dot the runs, Boy. The Runs Prime guys were there. They were showing up, and they wanted to go down there, too. So we were talking with them, because I ran over there, did a couple shots with them, and then we decided to go down there. It was great. Yeah, it was... I think we lost Graham, but... um. So it was awesome because so I'm sitting there like I'm still tired at this point. I, you know, at this point, maybe three hours worth of sleep. But no, I'm vibing, doing all right. And um, we're up at the parking lot. We just ate like, all right, what should we do? What should we do? And I remember Luke looked over at me and he goes, I don't care what we do. He goes, but Cody, you're driving. I'm like, fuck, yeah. So I'm all giddy. I hop into the driver's seat, you know, set up the harnesses, whatnot. And mind you, I don't drive stick often. This is my first ever night ride, and I'm driving, so I'm like, fuck yeah, like, let's get this, um, which was so much fun. So then we start heading down trail. We actually went the wrong way, so we had to turn around, which was whatever. But so we start heading down a honey hole, and this is like a weird playground, and we are the ugly, skinny kid who's just there to have fun. And all these other like big-ass rigs and buggies and shit were all fucking around. Um... And we pull up to this one obstacle and Luke just looks at it and goes, yeah, you're going up that. Mind you, it was like the dumbest weird obstacle ever. But I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Stickies. He's feeling it like whatever. Let's go for it. So I hop up into it immediately blow out the driver's rear window. Fucking immediately blow the thing out. We're laughing about it. It feels kind of odd because, like, at like at this point, we didn't realize that there was like a weird like drop off to another rock, and like it was on our skid, not a skid, a uh, the cross member. Um, so Luke hops out. We're trying to go for it, and then he's like, "Ah, hey, fuck this. Let's just back out and go for um." Where Eddie for- had just winched himself out of. Yeah, which was like a pretty cool fucking notch. Granted, Curtis made it look super easy because you know the forty threes or forty twos, whatever those fuckers are. Um, no. Okay, I'm going to interrupt here a minute. I'm sorry, Cody. I made it look easy because I did an easy part of the line. I I I feel like all weekend long, everybody else was taking the very difficult parts of the line. And I think that Keyhole is a prime example of that. I think, yeah, that's a good point because you didn't go the easy way. But also, Everybody else was trying to go off to the right, and it just it wasn't working. There was a freaking tree. There was a huge rock. Graham and I both went to the left and literally walked right up it. Yeah. Um, I threw Cody into the worst possible line, like <laughs> halfway trying to get him to flop my rig. And I would say we came damn close to it. 
I mean, I think we succeeded. We were literally on the fucking door. Like, my my elbow was, I could stick my pinky toe out and touch the fucking, uh, touch the rock. So I would call it a flop, even though you drove out of it. Well, yeah, like, you know, it was still on its side. So fuck you. Um, but I, so he lines me up to this fucking thing. Everybody's screaming, hooting and hollering. Everybody's got their fucking music going and shit. And obviously I have Drunko McGee over here spotting me. So I'm just, yeah, brother. We're just there to have a good time at this point. And we pull up this obstacle. And in my head, I was envisioning going the route that you were going, Curtis, or like the way that you went. But every time that I, so I, I missed it the first time. So then now Luke is spotting me backwards. And he started to set me up in a different direction. It was similar to like what he was saying with uh, his spotter on the night run at uh, Rubicon. I was like, I thought I was going somewhere different than where Luke was suggesting me to go. And. I'm happy that I ended up just listening to Luke and saying, fuck it, I'm just going to go the way he's thinking. And it was fucking awesome because this obstacle was, it wasn't that hard. I just kept forgetting that he has a four to one and that first gear has like zero get up and go. So they're all like, bump it, bump it, bump it. I am literally sitting practically in the back seat of this vehicle because Luke is way taller than me. I'm pinky toe tapping the fucking clutch so I can actually fully engage it. and. Now, at this point, I'm, like, sitting, not vertical, but, like, a 60-degree angle. Like, it was was comfortable, but nothing too crazy. Um, So, I'm, every time I would try to switch to the gas, because, again, I'm not super well-versed with standard. I don't know his full engagement point, so I can't just hold it there till I bump to the gas. I'm heel-toeing this fucking thing, trying to rev it up. I must have tried, what, four? Three times. You were only three. So... Well, okay. No, I think it was four because it was three times in first. It was four or five times. All right, Mr. (laughs) I would watch him. Um, But yeah, so either way, I'm trying to give it hell and I'm just like, dude, this thing won't fucking bite. And then I believe it was either it was Kyle. I think who it was. Kyle, the long hair, right? That's Kyle. Uh, Uh, Slater. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Slater. I overheard him in the corner. Oh, great guy. I heard overheard him um, yelling in the background. He goes, put it in fucking second. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. So I put it in second and I give it hell. I probably got decently close. Full slam this thing on its side, crunched in the whole quarter panel, separated the weld from the corner panel to the like the tube fender. Uh, It was great. And Luke's just laughing his ass off saying, back up, driver, and hit it again. So I did the same thing. This time, I, I gave it the full beans, heel-toed the shit out of it, then just put it to the fucking boards, went all the way up, and then all the way to my left side, turned into a driver, straightened her out, and then I was up and going, and it was fucking cool. But the only problem was I, got, I sadly missed Graham's uh, adventure up it because <laughs> I was off in fucking Narnia. It's... I don't know, whatever. One in the morning at this point. I can't see goddamn shit. I actually dropped that thing off of a ledge. Like, it was like a six-foot ledge that I ended up driving down, which was, I mean, it was fine. It did it perfectly fine. And I knew that, like, once the front tires hit, just, like, keep rolling and I'll be good. But, uh, but yeah, then all of a sudden I look back and just Graham's fucking upside down and he can explain his side of it. <laughs> well, or he can't yet because he's me. Yeah, he can't yet. The funny thing for me was I ended up yelling at you to just cut into it because where is it going to go like the whole thing's falling and you had to catch 
midway through the fall, you had to get your tires over. So it would use the momentum and go up this part of the V to uh, actually crawl the ledge. And um, as soon as he got that memo, and yeah. the second that it started coming down, he cut into it. He just went right the fuck up it. And then I think you got out of the rig at some point, and we'll pick this up after the Graham fiasco, because all I remember was watching my Jeep disappear, getting handed a beer from I don't know who, and Graham was on his side. Yeah. You were watching and spotting me almost the whole time, Luke, so I don't know. But you weren't... (laughs) Okay, so I had watched Cody struggle up this i knew where i was going to have issues um and and what it was kind of gonna be like i knew it was just gonna be a rub fest on the driver's side it was gonna be a mess (laughs) uh just based on watching you and similar rigs and wheelbases and tire grippiness and all that stuff maybe a little more with the reds but it didn't seem to be helping me uh, and, and I was stuck there for a solid minute. I don't know how many times I tried it or ver- compared to Cody. Um, three, four, somewhere in there. It wasn't as many attempts to get in the line, but about the same amount of attempts in the line, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what, uh, sort of the final nail in the casket for me was when that stupid beadlock ring ripped off or started to, it just bent out and fucked up, and then I lost all the air in that tire, and then I was pissed, because it was sort of just out of nowhere. Um, I was already getting denied in this line quite a bit. Uh, I was starting to feel like a trail scab, and like I needed to back off or make something happen. So we pounded that beadlock ring back straight, uh, filled it up with six PSI of air, because that's, uh, I don't know, that's just what we got in it. Um, and I, I, I would, I don't know if I was hearing people tell, I think part, part of it was in my mind, but then partially I was like, people were telling me to like, uh, or at least it sounded like it through all the, the drunk people telling me to either, and I think from people who were spotting me as well, like saying to either back out or, you know, make something work. So, uh, I had been hitting it in second, and I was not having much luck, but I committed to hitting it in second, and while we didn't make it over unscathed, we did make it over. Um, I also... I apologize for being in the way. There was just barely anywhere for me to go Oh my god, yeah. Like, that was the other thing, is I'm, I'm barreling into this driver's side of the rock, Meanwhile, there's, like, four people standing on it and right in, like, the line of where I'm going to go. So I'm trying to not fall hard on this side because there's a bunch of drunk people on the rock. Hi. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's just this damaged control mess. Like, I know what I'm going to be doing, and I'm trying to explain to these idiots that they need to get out of the way or be in, in the, the way of potential chaos. And uh, there's... Not very much traction from them on moving, so uh, people did eventually move, but it took a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like your Jeep um, almost rolling over. Kyle, 
Kyle yelled at me that you were going to be going that way and you had the memo, but you needed me at the bottom of the rock, so I just fucking yeeted that way. Yeah. And that so... took a lot of effort. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, that bump, I think it was the bump right after I fixed that tire. I just hammered it. Apparently, the front two tires went up in the air. I don't know if anybody got a video of that. There's about 50 people there and, uh, no video of the actual carnage. I think there was, I think the Runs Prime Racing guys may have gotten like the last bit of it. I'm not sure. So if anybody has the video, I'd like to see it because I heard some stories about the front wheels being in the air. Oh, they uh, were definitely which, in the air, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I don't know. How, that doesn't really seem like it would help me get up there, but somehow I ended up where I ended up. And it was on its side. And could it have driven out of it? I don't know. It seemed no. like it was beyond driving oh, 100% out. you could have. 100% you could have. Your driver's front, if you had cut driver and then crawled forward, you would have pulled out of it. Because you had, I don't know, because you had pull the rock it, going driver your... later, it wanted to tip me again. Passenger was the only way I could go without tipping. I you think were if tipped I on your left passenger... Driver, no, that's not how that works. That is not how it works. Uh, I was driving it when they were holding it up. That's how it worked at that point in time. I don't know, but that don't usually work like that. <laughs> that's how it was. That's the gravity was doing that. Had I driven <laughs> driver, it was trying to like roll me up the rock that that driver's side was on, which didn't wouldn't have made it not tip. It wanted to make it go more, it seemed, at least with the amount of momentum, which was none that I had at that point in time. Um, but I had turned it off, but this was after they were starting to push me back up. Uh, so I don't know. Um, was it, was it worth trying to drive out of something with a bunch of drunk people around me no, and, no. Uh, yeah, uh, no. and having two more days to wheel? No, I don't think so. And running around 40 hours of sleep or not even party, 40 hours of being yeah. awake. I mean, and we are, we almost rolled it a second time, like 10 <laughs> feet later. So like it, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a fun time. It was it was cool uh, to go from kind of trail scabby to I think that was like the only flop of the of that entire night. So that was kind of fun. Yep. Um, and well, technically, it was Eddie funny. did. It was funny pushing when you. When did back Eddie over. flop? Right uh, before we got there. Up, yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Eddie Basically, was, he did what you did. Oh okay. Eddie was the reason we blew the window out of the driver's side because we were trying to go up the next ledge down, mm -hmm. um, and she just didn't want it. So we went up after they winched Eddie out of there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, pushing yeah, that was, me back over was fucking great. That uh, was I mean, a, that was that was just stupidity. I don't know how the hell it worked, but it uh, it did. Uh, um, we got like fucking twelve people on your jeep, just shoving it back onto its wheels, and it worked. Yep, yep, it uh, it was good. And then they were like, "You gotta," get so I get into the thing from the passenger side because Cody didn't want me crawling through the window. Yeah, because uh, he was trying to drive through. He was trying to go through the fucking driver. There were window. like ten people holding it. It would have been fine. <sighs> it's still stupid. Yeah, yeah, well, I got stupid. it on the I got it on the not stupid side, so it was fine. Um, yep. Which is kind of weird. It's a weird feeling when you're getting into a vehicle that's sideways, but even weirder when it's being held up by ten people as well, and you're like, "I'm being suspended." <laughs> um, 
Yeah. How was, did it? it was... How did it feel going from being held up to back on your wheels again? I imagine that must have been a weird fucking feeling. It wasn't that that bad. I mean, I knew they were. I was like, I had some support from the side. I imagine it's no different than being held by a strap, right? When you're about to go over, it was kind of like that. Um, and just turning the wheels the right way to make it level out. Uh, and that was sort of the end of my, my night after that. I, I sort of just bounced <laughs> around a little more after trying to accidentally put it on its lid again. And then, and then the tires were out of air, so I just parked it. So, right after I got you back over, I remember seeing my rig just reappear with Nick and Kyle in it. And I all of a sudden looked up and like, why the fuck is Luke's Jeep moving again? Who's in it? I see Luke. I see Cody. And then somebody's <laughs> like, I think Nick and Kyle are in there. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, they bebopped it around. They didn't do anything too stupid, which was great. Um, and then Hayes from Runs Prime Racing took over from, I think it was Kyle. And I hopped back in it and we bebopped around again. We did another loop. Um, and we fell off the back drop where it's like that good four foot right hand turn drop. And so we had to get it unfucked, which was great because we got that thing all fucked up. But he was like not drunk yet and like running prime. So it was awesome to watch someone else drive it, especially because I don't think he drives manual often either. Um, and the rig just kind of held up and i remember after that we went back to the cabin i think uh, i think it was just about that time yeah we ended up going back to the cabin uh um, yeah about the time nick went up and over no i'm talking about when uh hayes from runs prime hopped in it nick i don't remember having any major issues then he wasn't he the one uh, that dropped yeah. off the ledge at the top I thought that was Hayes. No, that was Nick. Oh, that was Nick then. Okay. I remember the majority of it. I don't remember the chronicles of events in order. Um, and then I remember getting back to the cabin, asking for the trash can, not needing oh, yeah. the trash can, because if I ask for the trash can, I don't need the trash can. If I don't ask for the trash can, I need the trash can. Um... <laughs> And then I woke up the next noon in a bed when I was on the couch with my hat on, and I lost my hat somewhere in there. Um, so that was great. And then uh, I don't know what happened to Cody and Graham, but I know that uh, Luke and Curtis had our excellent adventure. On Saturday? Yeah. Oh, really? yeah, because we went out with Tim. And yep. it was just you, me, Tim, and I. Yeah, just you, Tim, and I. Yeah, we went to go and spot out Chadillac for Saturday night because we knew that we were planning on trying to keep the chaos controlled. So, like, you know, I'm not... We're not the cruise directors at the Web Wheelers Ball or anything like that, but after what happened at Honey Hole... We did not need what happened at Honey Hole to happen 
again, we wanted some place that was kind of central, a little bit safer than, you know, just having everyone standing around there. So Curtis and myself just took off and we went to go and find Chadillac without a map. And know. we got lost. Well, that's to be expected. Uh, we had maps. We just, they're labeled wrong on the trails. The map is correct. The trail signs are not. Um, yes. Which is very confusing. Like, super fucking confusing. So, um, we ended up winding our way down. There were the bounce. We ran into the bouncers, but they were doing trail maintenance. So we turned around and we went the other way. We ended up running into Cadillac. That descent that we took down into Chadillac was fucking sketchy. Like, I was in first gear um, with the nose down off camber and my tire caught a tree. It tripped the ASD because I went from 3,000 RPMs to fucking nothing. Um, Got it fired back up after I had dislodged myself with, like, manual brakes and all that stuff. So that was super fucking mint. Um, and then we went up Chadillac, and we ran into Tim Gibson, who I'm going to refer to for the rest of this podcast as Gibson. I, that might not even be right, but I think it's Gibson, not Gibbons. It is. It is. Okay. Gibbons. Um, anyways, Curtis, you got anything to add to that? Well, I just remember you, you, Nick, Logan, and I, we got to the top of Chadillac and we're just kind of sitting there and like, oh, I wonder who that is. And we kind of just waited there and then we just started hanging out with him. And honestly, that was a good time because then we went to the slab, which got really, really interesting very quickly at the end there. Dude, that slab rock and that trail there, fucking awesome. I thought it was a nice little trail. I never ended up hitting it, and I'm upset we never went back there. Yeah, you missed a really good time. I'm sure, but we did do that last year, right? Not, um... Not with the fucking... Rail that they just cut because there was green stuff on the ground. Like they had freshly cut this access trail. It was probably for that X Rock event. That was yeah, just there. I think I think that in total, um, maybe thirty rigs had ran this before we had. Like we were busting moss off some of the rocks to get up in there, um, and that was. That was a pleasurable trail. It was just stupid fucking technical, and it's not some like AOP has some technical trails when it's dry, like the cream pie um, trails and the finger trails and all that shit. Oatmeal cream pie, and then I think there's another trail called cream pie there that are like part of the same system. No, Uh, no, no. oatmeal cream pie is cream pie. Okay. Uh, they're the same thing. It used to just be cream pie, but apparently that's not allowed. Uh, people were getting upset. Uh, I don't know who. Probably uh, bitches somebody, who bang cream pie and fucking getting somebody, all bent up. Somebody who really doesn't like cream pies, uh, so they had to name it oatmeal cream pie, such as the little Debbie thing. And uh, yeah, that's the story behind oatmeal cream fucking pie. Fucking Karens. 
The Karens. Not Karens. 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 <laughs> Anthony Karns. Anthony. Yes. But Anyways, tell us. That, that, does anybody freaking, have what? No, go ahead. Go 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 go. That freaking slab rock. So Luke kind of made it through, and I get up there, and I'm going. I'm at the end of it. You have to make like a left turn down a rock, and I went like as far right on that rock as I could before I made that left hand turn. And I get to the edge of it, and I start driving off of it, and I'm like, wow, this feels really, really freaking sketchy right now. Okay, we start backing up, because you had to make like a five-point turn to get out of this spot. Otherwise, it would have shoved my tire to a freaking rock. And I get done, and I start going the rest of the way down the hill, and I get to a point where I drop off on this rock, and uh, we hit so fucking hard, it shut the whole Jeep off. We it hit so fucking hard to shut that damn Jeep off. And I get done because like going down that, you have to like turn left as you go down it. So I'm like, oh okay. I get I get down, I come back up, and Logan's like, Well, you took a lot easier of a line out of that than Luke did. And he shows me the video from Luke going down that. And I see Luke is probably another four foot to the left of where I was, which means that there's like another three, four foot of drop off as well. And you can see Luke comes down and he hits and stops and he just starts teetering there. And I'm like, oh I, my God, Luke. I liked my line better and I re-ran my line at night when we redid that Saturday night. Oh, well, so. at least you did not do what Tim did. So we both did that. And then Tim comes around the corner Gibson. and he goes, yep. yes, Gibson, sorry. He goes, about three to four foot left of where Luke did. And that's a very, very long drop off there. Yeah. He, he goes did over the... it. He, he goes over it and he goes to turn. And all of a sudden we hear, I think she said, I think his significant other said, Oh fuck, we're going over. And he, he just guns nuts it. it. And if he would not have gunned it right when he did, he was going over and over down there to that trail. It was insane to see. Yeah, he caught it. Um, he did the F and F drop in, you know, where you get the ass end to start coming up over the nose and you just drop it with the front tires. Just, you know, and he was super casual about it too. When he got out, he's like, Oh yeah, it was, it was good. I just figured that I had to get on it a little bit and away we went. What did you guys do Saturday afternoon? What did we do? Yeah, yeah. what did you all do? So, Saturday, well, so, well, I guess it'd be Saturday, yeah. It was we did Rubicon. Yeah, we, so the Runs Prime guys showed up at the top of our parking lot area, and we were slowly herding the fucking geese together because it's literally what it felt like. But also on top of it, we were, we were waiting for Billy to put the first box, no. No, no, no. no Billy, this no. was this was just us being slow. I think we were waiting on people to do other things. Mm -hmm. um, they were trying to figure out what they were doing with Billy's steering box. I think um, at that point because he had just blown up the 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 first new box after the original brand new one. Um, so he was sort of just trying to figure out what to do. I think Nick was helping him with that. Um, so 
we ended up out a little bit later. Uh, and the, yeah, the Runs Prime guys wanted to go to, or I don't know if they wanted to go to Rubicon, but I think we met them at Honey Hole. Because um, we were just kind of going somewhere to do something. We needed to be away from the cabin and to start doing something to find a group to go with and do things with. Uh, so I think we met some of them there or either at their cabin or they came to us. I don't remember. Uh, and we hit Rubicon that first, that, you know, that afternoon really, uh, which was fun. Uh, my motor ate a bunch of oil and did the smoky thing, which it's never done before. So that was interesting. Uh, none of my motors have ever done that. I wasn't, I mean, I was at a steep angle, but not like enough to be pouring smoke like a JK36 does. Uh, it was kind of weird, but um, yeah, that was a fun one. We got everybody doing some some of the harder lines through there, uh, past the spot where I flopped last year or rolled last year, um, and even everybody there, I was like, "Yep, I rolled right there." They were like, "How do you roll right there?" Uh, I had no clue, not a clue. Um, who else was there? We had a pretty decent crew. We had. Luke Kennedy was with us. I'm pissed uh, I didn't get to wheel with Baby. Yeah, he wheeled with us. He popped his radiator, I think, that... Uh... Oh, no, maybe that wasn't that point. Yeah, it was. That was right at the Probably. beginning of... That was right at the beginning of uh, Rubicon. Oh, that's right, right, that's right, right, right. That was, like, at the... Um, right after he made it past that first bit, uh, which is the line... There's three lines. You can like take the bypass, you can take the one right behind that big rock, and then you can go over that big rock, Luke, right at the beginning. Okay, right there. Yeah, basically yeah. the beginning. Um, we every, I, Everybody did the either the bypass or the middle line. I did the middle line because I knew it was possible because I watched you do it last year. Um, a bunch of that middle line is fucking line. nice. Yeah, you got to stay all the way to that tree. It's kind of weird. It's not what you'd expect. Um, no, but like you make your rig work to get up that line. Yeah, because you have to basically good. you have to basically jump that. There's this rock that you have to basically uh, you have to get over, but you're not getting over it unless you do some pinballing. Um, and that seemed to be the case for everybody who did make it. Did baby uh, make that? Baby did make that. That was probably where his radiator. I think his radiator was member. His radiator was popped like mid that obstacle, but he made it work. Yeah, he um, climbed the tree a little too tall, and then his motor shifted and shoved a fan through the, the radiator. Well, you get really bound up in there, so I don't know what baby has for motor mounts, um, but whatever he's got, apparently you need the next step up. He Maybe. thinks it's his tranny mount that it allowed the motor to like. Yeah, that would make it. sense too. Because if you have a AW4 and a 231 with a stock mount and stock cross member location, you can let the motor uh, shift around up and down and it will attack your fucking fan and your radiator. Yeah. Wait, so that where did it do that? Rubicon. Bottom of Rubicon. Like at the start of Rubicon? Oh, we didn't go through the beginning of it. No, no, we, we picked it up halfway. halfway. Which was the fun side of it. We should have just fucking went that way from the beginning, in all honesty. Yeah, no, the bottom I heard. There's, I mean, we just had a big group. We had all, a bunch of the Runs Prime guys. Um, 
a bunch of the Waltz guys. Uh, and there was just a, a varied group of uh, rigs with varying um, levels Driver. of build uh, on it, right? And that's one of those obstacles, or one of those trails that's... Everybody can do it, but you kind of have to pick a line that matches your rig. And that's hard when everybody knows you've got, like... Things that look like ship boxes going through some of the harder lines, so you're like, yeah, I can do that, and then it rocks your shit because it's harder than it looks, which is just the yeah. theme of Good Evening, um, <laughs> which we yeah. had. Uh, we had, there were a couple instances of that, but if it um, looks nice and easy, don't fuck with it. If it looks hard as shit, well, it might be easy. Yeah. I don't but understand. That, that it. was a good time. It was cool because I hadn't really uh, interacted much with the Runs Prime guys up until that trail, uh, and a little bit the day before, but not nearly as much as, as Saturday, so um, it was fun to, to just hang out with all the different people from the varying groups, and uh, even though we were going slow, it was a good time. Uh, got to do more sticky things as, you know, just kind of the fuck you traction they give is pretty funny. Like I could just pick whatever I wanted to do on that trail and I could go up it. There was this big old rock right in the middle and everybody was going around it. And I was like, I'm going to go right up the middle of it. And it did it. It did and, it well uh, too. Funny enough. Yeah. Like it did it really fucking well. <laughs> yeah. It was impressive. So I ran upper Chadillac with Curtis and I ended up like driving the Jeep onto its side because I just had traction going up, and I put Logan's door in the dirt, and it just drove through it, because the front came down, and you had to cut, you know, it was the passenger door. To get off the obstacle, you had to cut passenger, so it just drove right through it. The fuck you traction is the craziest fucking thing. It was awesome. It really, like, it was... These are the greatest thing ever. Yeah, they're they're fucking cheater mode. Um, so we did I miss anything on the Rubicon Express trip? Um, a couple breaks, right? Uh, we stopped after that, and we came back. We really only ran that one trail that morning, I think, or that that midday. Yeah. Um, because it was just a lot of other stuff going on. And then we scooted back. Uh, is that when that night? Is that when we picked you up? That might have been because I remember it was you, Cody, Logan, myself, Curtis, and Nick, and we departed to go and wheel with Gibson and Timmy, and that's where we got all fucked up on Bourbon Street. Where no, I don't think I did, because we didn't really hang out with you guys until Sunday, I think. Alright, so that was Sunday? Yeah, that was we're Sunday. still on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so yep. we're still on Saturday. I got my days a little mixed up. There's a <laughs> lot that happened in this fucking weekend. Um, yeah, Saturday was the day we... I think we came back. They had that uh, memorial lunch, so we went to that... That was fucking uh, good. Some food. Yeah, the food there was excellent. Um, sort of chilled. And then I forget what we did that night. Um, we did a bunch that, of stuff. Oh, that night, you guys had went to Cripple Creek. Yeah. That well, night, night, Cripple Creek destroyed yeah. his shit. 
We weren't so, going to Cripple Creek. <laughs> we were helping Billy get his steering box situated. That's what took us so long yep. to get back out that night. Yep. We were helping Billy. You guys went out because you're like, we want a wheel. We, we've, been, we've been stuck in, in traffic all, all weekend. We want to go out, which is apparently not the case because you guys were just always out as a little group going out doing your things. Uh, but yeah, so Billy had been asking me the past couple days about like things to do here and there, whatever, make sure the steering ram centered because we had figured out at this point that his ram was not centered. So the box was hyperextending one way. Uh, we later learned that uh, a factory Super Duty steering without a high steer setup, in fact, only has six and a half inches of throw, not eight inches of throw, even though the axle can do eight inches of throw. Uh, so his eight inch ram was hyperextending in both directions because of that. Uh, which is just a problem all around. So what we ended up doing was limiting the box to six inches with a socket that he had uh, and moving the mount a little bit to make The box it... or the ram? The ram. The ram, sorry. So you guys uh, took the ram apart and limited it? No, we no. just welded a socket onto the end of the ram. Yeah, onto the shaft itself. Ex external limit, not okay. an internal limit. Mint. Yeah, yeah, it worked. Yep. <laughs> it fucking uh, worked. There was some scientist stuff going on there. Um, got that all sorted out. He bled it, and then he went out, or then we went out, and we knew you guys were at Chadillac because I had like six people calling me every fifteen minutes asking me where I was. Between you, Dan, Curtis, uh, Logan, and whoever else, JB, I think a lot of people kept calling me, and I was like, "We're helping Billy fix his shit because he needs to wheel. He's been here for two days and hasn't been able to drive his truck, and it's very close." So we got that. We got all uh, on the trail. I knew roughly where you guys were. I didn't know exactly where Chadillac was, but I knew how to get to it because I'd broke there before and we were half out of it before and I knew which way we got out, so we just went in that way uh, and backtracked. But we ended up going by um, Cripple Creek and we there's Shop Kid sitting there with his rig yard sailed in the middle of the fucking creek with two winch lines attached to it where we and we get flagged down like... Do you guys have winches? Because uh, Shop Kid is broken in, like the ball joints out of the axle and no rear drive line, and he doesn't want to drive it because he's scared the ball joints are gonna take out the axle shaft or pop out again. All this crazy stuff. So we we're like, okay, we'll stop and help. Uh, we sorted all that out. Um, I was impressed. We managed to get him up the hill. We got him up. Uh, it was not a easy hill to drag someone up. No, it was not. Um, it was a rough <laughs> one, that's for sure. It took a couple winch lines um, and some like jimmying to get him lined up where he needed to be. Uh, so that took us a little bit of time. And then we finally got to Chadillac with you guys uh, just to walk up it. Like I was kind of not impressed with that trail. It was. I wanted to do one of those side lines that you were on, Luke. Sorry. Uh, you your rig. Uh, I was just saying, Luke. Luke had the only good one plugged up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Couldn't I, trail scab. Trail scab activities. Hey, uh, trail scab. as far as choosing a place to trail scab, that wasn't the worst of the spots I could have been the trail scab. Yeah, yeah, fair. So, anyways, we had to go up the ultimate adventure line. Uh, the, you know, 
press your foot to the pedal on first gear and it climbs it like nothing line. Uh, and then we sort of just kind of were sitting there. Everybody's rig was blocked in by everybody else's because nobody was moving. It was like a whole big like party fest going on. Eventually, I think, I don't know who, what managed to get people moving. I think Curtis was like, I'm just getting my rig and going to like start moving. But Curtis was facing backwards. Um, I was facing the right way, but I think we had to turn around anyways, so I had to turn around without any rigs being out of the way. It was like a million point turn. And eventually people figured it out. I had to fill my beadlocks anyway, or the, the reds anyways, because the beadlocks were leaking, so... Um, you had to fill your beadlocks little... there? Oh yeah, I had to fill up there, <laughs> as usual. Um, yeah, there was some... Uh, Decisions. I think that was the worst night for some people, uh, as far as the, the drinking goes. Um, there were a couple of people complaining the next day. Um, uh, well, Red Dot Buggy did not need to get that turn. Um, just that—that's all I'm gonna say on that. He was a little zesty. Um, I was. A lot of people were a little zesty that night. I was on one that night. I don't know what overcame me, but it was just wheel. Like, yep. I you ended up... both. But it was for the best, because otherwise we would have sat there forever with a bunch of drunk people blogging us in. I ended up... What happened? I ended up making a ride with Jake out to my truck, which, once again, another shout-out to Jake and Kyle. Both of them were fucking awesome in this. Um... Jake with the Samurai, who we need to get back on. We said we were going to give him his own episode when he came on for the last Good Evening one, and we never did, now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's an easy-to-fix problem, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's already been on here, so we don't even have to teach him how to get in here. Um, anyways, fucking... We go out to my truck because... When we rebuilt my cross member, we uh, went from quarter inch wall to what was it? It was five sixteenths, and somehow that was enough to have it start rubbing just that little bit of extra width in the mounting plate to the frame um, caused the drive shaft to start rubbing at full droop. So I sheared the drive shaft off. We got my spare drive shaft, a grinder, a cutoff wheel, a um, flap disc, and I had bought ARP bolts before we left, so I grabbed those out of the truck. We ran back down. I swapped out the drive shaft, which was kind of a motherfucker of a job to do in the position the rig was in and with how seized up the new drive shaft was. Um... Yeah, drive shafts are one of those things that are super easy, but like, especially when you're on the trail and you're sitting in mud, uh, they kind of suck and they take way longer than you'd like them to. Uh, yeah, it it's took such me a like simple thing to do. It's eight bolts, right? But yeah, they're they're a pain in the ass to get on and off sometimes. It took me like two hours or an hour and a half to get this fucking thing in there between or from when I broke to when it was rolling again. Um. And I remember, like, I bought one of the Harbor Freight four-pound engineering 
uh, hammers. I had bolted the drive shaft in at the top, and I had this thing like up against the link mount, just fucking hammering it out until it finally was close to the right length, and then like hammering this fucking thing around the yoke until I could pull it in with the bolts on the yoke, and like. I was just super fucking pissed, and I bent my cross member there too. So I like kind of babied my rig out the easy line, and then we had to pull it over onto its side with Hayes Jeep. Yet Tony's rig on the other side rig up a fucking snatch, or not a snatch block, but a soft shackle on the mount where it was bent. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be honest, uh when you did that, I was kind of confused as to if that was going to work. It it did work to some extent. Uh So, yeah, I would just like to say I was impressed. It was not great. It is now bent like and a And honestly, ass. like with the people that were around, I was concerned about you putting your rig that far to its side. And that somebody with a winch on the driver or on the passenger side was going to pull it too much, and it was going to just go flop on its side. But it well, didn't. So, yeah, it didn't, which I'm happy about. But it had to get done to drive it out, and I was able to wheel it the rest of the weekend like that. Um, but it's still. So when not are we right. giving? When are we giving good old Sammy Boy a call about his not so strong cross member? It's not Sammy Boy's fault. Sammy Boy wanted to reinforce it more, and we ran out of time. Ah. So, I'm not going to blame Sammy Boy for that. Um, we like Sammy Boy. But I also bent the part of my... Cr- or the part of the cross member that Sammy had nothing to do with, like that flat plate, is where it bent. And it bent the link, or it bent the attachment bar. So I can fix the attachment bar. I don't have a clue what to do to fix the flat plate being bent, other than just add more reinforcement. Um, but I don't think I'm going to unfuck that. So that is what it is. I don't have a solution for it, but I know what I'm going to do now, and that's I'm going to cut the two basically more than in half. Um, get it away from the body once it's been cut open. And then I found a piece of um, 2 inch 120 wall that I'm going to slit, run up onto that tube, weld onto that tube, and then uh, we've got some quarter inch plate. So we're just going to cut a plate to run down next to the transfer case and hold that to the unibody away from the... uh, away from the transfer case because that kind of fucked me for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, was it making weird noises or what was the deal there? Uh, the deal there was the deal there was that there was like an extension off of the transfer case where it had about a half inch of wiggle room after we got it bent away from there, before it was, like, so close that you could not even, like, you could get a piece of paper between them. Like, you could barely see the flashlight in between them, and, um, you know, 
So if it moved under load, it was going to drop the 241 OR onto there. And like, that's a $2,000 fucking case where I live. So I didn't want to fucking destroy it. I got a half inch of clearance and wheeled it for the rest of the weekend. Not great. Not terrible. Half inch of clearance is all you need. I'd like a little bit more just because I don't know how much it moves. So I don't want to find out that it moves, you know, five-eighths of an inch by cracking the fucking T-case. Um, so we ended up leaving Chadillac, and I forget where we went, but I know we went somewhere. Uh, we went to Keyhole. I went to sleep. Because That's where I went. <laughs> we went to Keyhole, where my Jeep decided that it no longer wanted to start anymore. Oh, you're right. We went up to Keyhole. Um, I can't remember who went first. Was it me or Graham that went through Keyhole on the easy side? I don't know which side was the easy side or the hard side. I thought the line we did the first night was supposed to be harder. The The line we did the first night was is the harder one. The line we did Sunday night was harder. Saturday night was harder. Okay, so then I ran the harder line on Keyhole, and I'm just happy with that. I got denied on the easy line, but that's tomorrow's story. You could have made that uh, that one, too. You just had other issues that you didn't yeah. feel like it was worth the fight. I don't blame you. If smaller rigs made it up that, it was just about finding the line. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't Basically remember. Jam your header panel into the rock and ride it around. Yep, now, the yeah. hero line was pretty fucking cool, I will say. Watching that, I don't even know what that rig was. Go up that was pretty cool to witness, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I remember I went up that line, and, like, I forgot where my fucking tire was, like an amateur, because I am an amateur. So, I was just slamming fucking diff into some rock. And it was great. But we ended up getting in the right line. And it just walked up through this side pass on Keyhole. Which felt fucking awesome to basically once you got... Or once I got in the line, it just one-shotted all the way through it. And I hope someone got video. I don't know if anybody did. It was late and it was dark. You know, it was kind of tough to get video, to be fair. Also, like, fucking three in the morning. Um, Two. So I think think Red Dot Buggy did it first. God, he made it so difficult. Yeah, because he dug out the whole center of the thing. Other people had tried it, but I don't think they had made it. No, because we were watching. Nick tried it and broke, and then Red Dot Buggy tried it. Yep, that's what it was. Oh and shit! I'm thinking the middle line. I was thinking you guys were Friday right Sunday line. night. Sorry, I totally misunderstood. My apologies. Yeah, this is still Saturday night, Sunday morning. morning. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had watched everybody try this right line or this middle line. Meanwhile, me and Curtis are sitting there in the background, looking I at. Think the I roster. came up to you and I asked you. I was like, "Do you think going all the way to the left would work here?" And he's like, "I was just thinking the same thing." <laughs> I'd been staring at this line of rocks, like that's perfect for the path or the driver's side tires to just go right up it. 
Was I like the first rig that went up that line? No. no you and I, I was the first one, I think. Okay. Yeah. So then I was um, after you. Yeah. You were Curtis. I forget who. I, I went dead last. I know that. Yeah, I went before Curtis. Um, and I walked right up that. Yeah. And that was... It, once we... You try You get that line. Yeah, you went right after me, Luke, actually. Now that I think about it. Yep. Um... But yeah, you have to stay left, but not too left. Because if you go too left, then you end up just slamming your front axle into this rock because you think you're less left than you actually are, and you're actually more left. It was kind of weird. I watched yep. you do the same thing I did. Um, like, the first couple times that I like tried to line up, it just didn't... I went too far. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it was easy. I mean, you got past that point, and then you're just, you're just done. Like, the rest of it wasn't hard. It's a little tight. Right, you're in between those two big, massive rocks, and you're just kind of finding the way through. But there's that tiny little ledge at the end, and a couple like whoop, whoop de doo. But mm -hmm. uh, the hardest bit was just getting in there, and then you're done. Yeah, once you get up and around, the, once you get up that uh, piece right next to the tree, you're good, basically all the way out. I wish yeah, I could witness the other side because I only got to see the side that we went up Sunday. And like, yeah, I walked over that way, but I really didn't get to experience it. And it like the the little ledge at the like at the end looked pretty fucking cool too. Yeah, I mean we definitely spent more time on it that night. Um but I think both were about the same as far as like uh not difficulty, but just like the technicalness of getting into it at the start, right? Um, mm -hmm. You just kind of have to stay far to one side, and it'd let you in. And then uh, the rest of it, like I said, we done it the day before when you were there on Sunday. So it was just, oh, now you're in this, and now you just go this line, and you can make it right up everything else. Yeah, uh, like I literally, I got out after, because I think I was waiting for Nick to get up and over, and I just kind of got out, and I said, you know what, Nick, you're driving. My friend and Jonar. Jonar had like broken again. That was a theme for this weekend. Um, I suppose while we're on that point, we'll just talk about that quick. We probably should have had him in here too, but then it would have just been a fucking madhouse. Um, <laughs> you can have fucking... a different one with them, dude. We can. Um, and then I also want to talk with Ayashua and Mikey. Because they had a totally different weekend than we did, um, but he uh, he broke what four sixty shafts and or four axle shafts total then, or was that John's forty four shaft that broke? That was John's forty four shaft that broke. Forty fours are fucking gay. Stay with a thirty or fucking go to a sixty. Hell, even a fucking fifty is better than a forty four. Yeah, but I mean, if he took guidance from Nick, like I think he did, and from what James probably suggested, again, it kind of makes sense. But like, yeah, now looking at like how we wheel and how he's starting to wheel, it literally makes no sense for him to have a 44. So, yeah, and it kind of leads into that whole conversation that we had uh, Monday morning slash Sunday night about just the evolution of everything that we do. 
and how much more difficult the lines are, how well more well built the rigs are becoming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like if if somebody was behind for a while or built in the process of building while everybody else was getting ahead, they were just kind of like basically staying stagnant. And now we all have rigs that can go do this stuff, and he's still kind of back there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the same thing happened to Colin, too. Because Colin was bebopping along, and he was the big rig in the group forever. And then all of a sudden, Graham and myself came out of fucking left field, and away we went. Now Colin's Jeep is rusting in the corner. And it's small. Baby it's Jeep. baby. It's a little baby. It is a little baby. <laughs> a little unbreakable baby. <laughs> and then Cody's Jeep's like little itty bitty baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know, the biggest thing is uh, just having rigs that you that are of equal or similar capabilities to your friends, right? If you're got like five people in your group that have rigs on tons and 40s and you're on Dana 30s and 35s like yeah you can still go out and have fun but it's going to be a tougher time because you're not mm. you're not in the same weight class right it's just you're the obstacles you want to do or that are you know easy for you are going to be slightly different um don't get me wrong like you can still hang yeah, like Dana thirty and thirty fives, but you're probably going to break things more often. Whereas, uh, I mean, I don't Cody know, we drove Richie, that whole weekend without breaking shit, right? Or anything. Yeah, but like if Cody or Richie was there, they wouldn't have had any problems keeping up with us the entire weekend. Only the, I mean, you could have skipped Bourbon Street. Yeah, but like been. I'm trying to think of like uh, Chadillac, for example. The first obstacle in Chadillac was there a go around even option? I don't know. Granted, could uh, I have made it up? It. Yeah, I was gonna say. Granted, could I have made it up? Probably. I mean, I think with enough effort in the like a right line, I think I could have made it happen. But it was a twenty-inch, pardon me, sorry, uh, undercut. But like, I do believe that if I had brought my rig, it would have been interesting. I probably would have been winching a bit more or getting winched. Yeah, but it, it would have been a fun time. There was still a lot of cool shit to do. The whole like every trail that we went on. Yeah, Good Evening's a weird property because the really hard shit looks fucking terrible Simple. and then, like, <laughs> it's fine. And the easy-looking shit is not easy. I don't get it, man. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird. Like, shit that normally, like, if it was at Roush and had that style rock, like, we would have walked over, but... I don't know, dude. I I just thought it was really cool because there was a lot of intricate crawling. I didn't see many big uh like climbs though. That was one thing that I noticed was kind of lacking was there wasn't any like super steep like trail five jotters way style climbs at Good Only Evening. Only the slab. Yeah. Which wasn't even called the slab, that was just what you called it. That's what I had heard it called before. And I guess oh, we yeah, never yeah. talked about Curtis and myself's little adventure with JB and Chris at the slab. You guys went on an adventure? Uh, we picked Wait, up... This isn't even an adventure. This is literally Luke going out there while I sat there and waited for, oh, we'll be there in 20 minutes, Max. 
Sorry, but like it was bad, um, but not terrible. So I went up the slab. JB followed me up. Miguel's rig was having transfer case problems, and his vagina was raining sand, so he didn't take his rig up it. Um, love you, Miguel. A lot of homo. Um, and then Chris somehow got talked into going up the slab. So, all right, whatever. I'm like, cool. Uh, you're going to go walk that trail. So I handed him my bright-ass flashlight and sent him and Logan to go and inspect the trail. And Miguel sweet-talked him into doing it. So me and JB run the fucking trail out of the slab. Uh, I, th I don't know what they call it. I think it's like Jimmy Hoffa or whatever. Um, it's the actual trail name, but it's just slab rock and the offshoot to me. Anyways, um, so I make it up the slab. He makes it up. It took a lot of coaching. Like I had to teach him how to do a rolling bump in order to get him up that. And then um, JB's rig, it's ran so many fucking reds. It fucking knows how to drive itself at this point. JB could <laughs> just sit there fucking and bebop his way along in the rig. So he had no fucking issues. Um, he just, he got sketched out with the drop a little bit. He denied it afterwards, but I saw it in his face. So, you know, it, it's fine, buddy. I got a little sketched out the first time I did it too. Um, oh, I shit myself the first time. I don't care. So Chris, Chris comes up in his rig and I'm like, all right, come on. It took three tries to get him into position to come down this 90 degree. What would you say that was? A good five, six foot drop? Curtis? Yeah. Right I'd in there. Three to four. It depends on where you dump off that rock. Yeah. Um, so it took a lot of effort to get him in there. And then he does the worst possible thing once we got him in position. And he starts rolling and stabs the brake as the rig starts picking up a little bit of momentum. So it stood the whole fucking rig up. And I'm like, go, fucking go, put your fucking foot in it. Once it drops off, then stop. And like, I've got Miguel's dad and Miguel lighting the trail up with their fucking Jeeps. And so finally we get him down this thing, but like he almost bit his tongue off. So if you chew on your tongue when you're concentrating, don't do that while wheeling. Major fucking point there. Um, so anyways, we got him down that, but he fully unloaded the Jeep, standing it on the front bumper. Damn. Um, yeah, we almost found out how good the roll cage on JB's old rig was. Um, after that, we then went over to Chadillac and then Keyhole, and we've already talked about this. So we're into Sunday at this point, I think. Yep. Uh, the earliest day that I woke up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Noon. I woke oh, up. True. Technically, Monday morning I was, was the earliest I woke up. I woke up at whatever time it was. I think it was like 11-something. On Sunday, and uh, that's when we dipped, and we tried to go wheel with uh, Timmy and Gibson, and Gibson's girlfriend, wife, significant other, lovely lady, 
who fed us. It was great. Um, and yeah, I'm going to drop that off because I got to go and piss. So I'll be right back. Well, well, I guess that's one way to uh, <laughs> to just walk away from the story. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. So Sunday morning, uh, Curtis very, very directly told everybody like, fuck all you guys. I'm going wheeling with Graham and Luke. Like we uh, like barely get to wheel with them. You guys are closer, yada, yada. So we tried to start planning our trip for Sunday, like where we were going to go out. But now we're in this predicament, which me and Graham kind of had to just eat crow and say, all right, whatever, we're going to do whatever, because you guys ran trails that we didn't do. And then we ran trails that you didn't do. So you guys are like, oh, let's go run Rubicon. But now me and Graham are like, well, fuck, we've already done it, but whatever. I mean, it's not the end of the world. You know, we'll just go and fucking, uh, we'll just go yeah, and run that's it. What sucks about that? Yeah, it was still like it was still a good time. I'm happy that we got to wheel with you guys, but well, we, we didn't wheel the part of Rubicon that we had done the days prior, right? We win, we we win, we ran the upper half of it, so that was <laughs> we stuff we hadn't it. done. We win, we we win <laughs> we it, we win the upper half, <laughs> which was definitely the cooler half too. So that's a plus. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I wish we had thing. like actually made more progress on that trail. I feel like we did the two obstacles there over the course of four hours because we were just but we also got and... we also had your issues then we had my Tim's issues. issues my issue was just tire being flat i would have run those things under the fucking no i mean when we were on rubicon you lost the ram we had to wait for tim with tools mm. i didn't then we had to the ram. it was just leaking it was fine okay, fine and it was loose everything had loosened then, up but then tim had issues and we ran back to my truck to help that out to fix that yeah. um and yeah. then we got back got that solved and then uh, what then the backyard or, or built backyard boys came showed up mm -hmm. and or backyard built backyard against the backyard boys. backyard again showed up <laughs> and we started we started spotting them all up that first line and in that meantime i'm sitting there watching this so then miguel gets up and then what Chris is trying to go, which turns into a mess, and then Brianna goes. JB gets up. blows a shaft. Yeah, and then JB blows a shaft. I mean, that right there is probably two hours. Yep. Easily, yeah. Between when we started and when uh, the oh, wow. Backyardigans. Just say BYB or Backyardigans. It's easier. Backyardigans showed up. There's probably about an hour in that time. Of us Had the backyardigans not showed up, we probably would have been on on to the next thing. Yeah, but, but that's just how it goes. Yeah, they they got there. We were having a good time hanging out with them. I don't see any taking issues some sweet it. pics. Yep. Yes, yeah, sir. We that got a nice a up, for about an upskirt. hour. We had a nice upskirt picture of Logan. That was cool to find. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, dude, what am I? Oh, that's a man's tits. What the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> like, what is this? That was Logan. I already left. Idea. Have I already <laughs> left for Luke and Tim's Down syndrome and autism adventure? Yes. Timmy, keep it. Yeah, we're Luke talking about Timmy. Uh, <laughs> yes, Timmy. Oh my God, that was terrible, but hilarious. Have we covered that at all yet? No. Sorry. No. Oh my God. Uh, that was that was amazing. Um. So, anyways, Mr. Gibson. 
comes up and he shows up with the tools we need to get Graham rolling again after Graham's little fiasco and away we go and that was fucking awesome and we winched Graham up with Curtis's Jeep, all that shit, uh, from almost rolling it. So Timmy comes up the trail and he's like, Yeah, I lost. Wait, the wait, 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 wait. First, Timmy just comes walking through the woods <laughs> out of the thicket where nobody had any idea that he was coming in. It's like, I've seen this in a movie a time or two. And my mom told me not to talk to these people. <laughs> the best part about it was, I think the first thing he said was, I'm sweaty, my shirt is gross, and I am angry. <laughs> Timmy fashion. And so, like, we're in the middle of dealing with Graham's shitbox fiasco. And he's like, I blew a freeze plug out of my rig. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. We'll figure that out. No, he blew a freeze plug out of his transmission, or we thought that at that time. So Luke's fucking taxi service takes off up the road with Timmy in it, and uh, we head up to go and grab a bunch of supplies, and we're like, we're just going to get this figured out. So I head off into town with Timmy, and I don't know what the backyardigans and Grambo and Curtis are getting up to at this I point. Forgot that you weren't there for like that entire thing. No, I was with Timmy that entire time. Yeah, because then before you guys got back, Gibson had the issue where first he let first the battery moved. Or first it started leaking gas, then the battery moved, arced out over the radiator, started a small fire, and then it the battery knocked the pet cock for the frickin' radiator out and it the coolant drained Dosed all over the, the fire. Did <laughs> just put the fire out. No biggie. Uh, good timing. <laughs> yeah, was perfect timing. Problem solving problems. We love it. <laughs> I remember I get back. And I've got Timmy's tools, Graham or Curtis's air tank, Graham's fucking to fill Graham's tire or Curtis's nitrous. Yeah, tank. we filled my tire with nitrogen. Yeah, uh, nitrogen. Because that's what you do with your tires. Um, <laughs> and then like we just piled everything up and we came back down. And then we realized that we had to go out of the trail because we couldn't find the freeze plug or something stupid along those lines, whatever it was. Um, so we ended up going into town and we went to Advanced Auto, Harbor Freight, Lowe's. We get to Lowe's and it was like one of those people at Walmart moments where it's just like a couple of old fat dudes running around. Some people that look like the wonderful whites of West Virginia are running around there, too. The computer systems to pay are completely and utterly shut down, and Timmy is just losing his shit. Because we're trying to buy plumbing fixtures to get his freeze plug, which is an inch and 15 sixteenths, so we're just going to call it two inches, uh, sealed up. So then we go to the auto zone we bought a different plug which didn't end up working like three gallons of fucking transmission fluid and away we go load back up a second time come back down to where his rig is broken and like that was just another fucking disaster and 
Timmy is vertically challenged, not horizontally. Horizontally, he's almost proportional with himself. It's quite oh funny. Oh my god. Um, so we start pulling panels off of his rig, and we are pulling stuff off of Timmy's rig and throwing it through my broken window. Everything that's coming off of his rig goes through my broken window. And like... So we're trying to get this freeze plug in and everything, and we just can't get it. And like he's getting aggravated as things go on because Timmy is a very sensory-driven person. He can't stand having oil on his hands. I didn't know this going Maybe into it. Maybe he's autistic. Probably. I, heard, I, heard autism, I think it might be Down syndrome, not autism. But oh, boy. Either way, we're two halves of a whole-ass idiot. You get us together, and it's a fucking riot. I miss <laughs> that motherfucker. Um... <laughs> Everything said there is said from fucking a place of absolutely loving the dude. He's fucking funny shit and a really good person. Um, so he's over there and he's like, I need you to move your head. And I'm like, you know, sticking my arm into this rig, trying to hold this plug in the transmission so he can fish the socket onto it to get one of those expansion plugs to go. And it's not going anywhere, and he's like, my fucking arms are too goddamn short. All of you fucking jackasses with your long-ass fucking arms. What do you fucking <laughs> got, ape hangers or something? Short. He's a T-Rex. <laughs> and he's got little T-Rex arms. <laughs> and so Christine goes and grabs leaves out of the fucking woods, just like breaks a branch off, comes out, and he goes, she goes, here, Timmy, because he flipping out about the rags he wipes his hands off on the leaves and he goes like damn i got heated there for a moment i needed to have my hands feel normal <laughs> and so then we find the fucking freeze plug in the bottom of his fucking uh transmission like skid plate and we're like okay cool this is great we'll just figure this out so we stack a bunch of extensions and he goes to start hammering it in, and I'm like, just flip it over. The end of the extensions are bigger. And he goes, holy shit, the autistic one's right, or something <laughs> like that. And so they end up doing that, and Tim Gibson's fucking over there helping him get this thing back together, because my rig decided that it wanted to start taking off down the hill. So, like, far be it, was... it from me to... Uh, say no to sitting in a comfortable seat while holding the brakes while his tools are all, like, fucking spread out over my tires and panels are going through my Jeep and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, cool, this is great. So they get this plug back in, they fill it back up, and it's piss and fluid. And he goes, oh, bell housing, or the fucking tail housing's cracked. Fuck my life, fuck this rig starts it up and fucking just takes off out of the woods with only the floor pan installed so he can fucking drive it out of there. And I felt bad for him, but it was just a very funny sequence of events. And, like, we were at Lowe's, and I had to go and use the bathroom. Well, the fucking bathrooms are getting renovated, so, like, the bathroom that was out there was one of those, like, delivery bathrooms. Every single fucking drain in there, except for one of the urinals, someone had shoved brown paper towels into, because I guess it stank or something. I don't fucking know. And fucking Timmy got all fucking 
riled up about that, not like in a bad way, but just making fun of the situation. And um, so we get back to camp and he's like sitting there eating taco soup or some shit. And he's just like happy. Taco soup. Yeah. Just happy go lucky, fucking back to normal Timmy. Even though his rig's completely yard sailed on the trailer and everything. He's fucking awesome. Great dude. Shitty weekend for him though. I really hope he comes back next year. Given how bad it went for him this year. Hopefully he does. He seemed like he enjoyed the property regardless of his uh shortcomings. Uh, shortcomings. Well, he's vertically challenged. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, irony is hilarious to me. Uh, that mullet is fucking glorious, though, and it. Oh, it like, is. Is definitely not shortcomings with that mullet. That's for sure. No, that is fucking beautiful. That was just <laughs> full commitment, zero hesitation. All breaks, <laughs> no gas, just like he was on Cripple Creek. No. Too far. Too soon. Okay, sorry, Tammy. <laughs> All gas, no brakes. Oh, God, we'll have to let uh, the other boys explain that story. Uh, we will. It's a shitty situation, and I feel bad for him for that. And, like, maximum props to him for instantly doing a lot of things to make that right. Like, he bought the coilover out of pocket Jeez. that day. Um, so, you know... Massive, massive props there were there yeah, too. Nobody got hurt, so that yeah, that's that was what you ask for. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, um. Awesome fucking people, Timmy, Christine, and Tim Gibson, all fucking awesome. Um, and they fed us, which like fucking meant. Um. Anyways, Sunday night, we ended up deciding that we were going to go and have a nice, quiet night ride. Yeah. I mean, it was, was quiet. It was pretty casual. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> For say you guys. Bad. Why? What the hell did... You... Oh, so yeah, I forgot about that. We started off at Keyhole. We were hanging out there. We weren't obviously doing the crazy line of Keyhole, which is just fucking psycho. Um... And all of a sudden, like, a few dudes show up, and then Luke just takes off with them. And Keyhole was pretty uneventful. We got to see one guy try the hero line, and he made it up with zero training fluid, so that was pretty cool. But then, uh, yeah. What do you mean? A lot of us made it up. Yeah, Yeah, but he did the hero line. You guys did, like, the normal, like, smash your header panel line. Yeah, because that was the one that uh, my Luke was capable of. And what Timmy was telling me to do. Oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. Like y'all made it up without breaking shit. Like I, I respect it 100. percent I, I mean, I broke saying. my headlights. There was no headlights after that. Oh, that was that was a mission getting out. That was <laughs> fucking hilarious. I so had my had, phone going out there. out there. Obviously, Tim's rig's down at this point, but he wanted to go out. So he was like, "Do you have a seat?" I was like, "Well, I have a a a, a dumping ground in the back. You can sit there. Just don't sit on the fuel line." Uh. So Timmy's in the back, Cody's in the passenger seat, uh, and we drive out there. We watch the Runs Prime guys suck for a little bit, and then we do the line. We make it up. Smash the shit out of my header panel, which was already... That side was already fucked anyways, but I put a headlight in it, and I was a little sad I broke it, but <laughs> it had to be done. 
uh, and I had no headlights after that. I had rock lights, but no headlights. Then we watched the other guys do their thing for a little bit, uh, with varying degrees of success, but they saw how we made it up, so everybody else was starting to make it. Uh, these random dudes pulled up who did the other line. They did, they kind of walked it. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, we stood around for a little bit, and they were like, yeah, we're going to go back. Um, well, going back, huh? Yeah, well, we went back early Sunday because it's like I was trying to dip out of there pretty early, which I did end up accidentally doing. I wasn't going to when I went to bed, but I accidentally did. Um, but, like, yeah. yeah, that's why we went back, and then we just kind of hung out behind the on the deck for a while. Yeah, I mean... So... I ended up with... Um, Samurai Boy, Jason Kremer, Gage Kremer, and their whole endeavor, and we went for a quick rip through Can Opener, which is a fucking cool-ass little obstacle. Um, and then Bourbon Street, where I got all fucked up. And we already told that story, and we went back to the cabin and hung out and did the thing for a little while, and then went to bed. And I think that kind of concludes our web wheelers ball at that point, unless I'm missing something. Honestly, I had a nice event, uneventful drive home. Um, short of realizing how bad roads in Michigan suck as soon as I crossed the border, and I watched, or I realized that my straps were loose. Because I hit a pothole and watched the whole Jeep basically bounce in the air. I was like, oh. Oh. Oh, no. Do we lose Luke? No, I'm here. No, we're here. I just, when when people usually go, oh, oh, they usually continue their story and not try to get us to drag it. Yeah, they don't just stop (laughs) it. We were trying to be respectful. (laughs) And I, guys, I am dying right now. Can you die quieter then? We really don't want to have okay. to you know, deal with that. You know? <laughs> so, Thank you, Cody. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I made it through the whole weekend myself um, with only a couple little fabrication projects. Like I bent my fucking tie rod and it loosened up. So I got to reset the RAM and retighten that. I got to fix the cross member uh, where it's getting close to the transfer case retube a drive shaft for a new front and I can't run 1350s because of the way that cross member set up in the 241OR is so it just is what it is it's going to keep the 1310 front shaft um you know I'm I'm stupidly happy with the rig uh it needs bead locks there's no question about it at this point you know it killed those um I think their visions in one run, like yep. they're just dead. Um, yeah, yeah. I I've got some uh, decisions I need to make too. I have the KMCs, which I was going to save for the J20, but that's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to go on the Jeep because uh, yay, he listened. I, yeah, Let's go. go on the Jeep. I gotta. That means I have to oh. drill the hubs out. Uh, you know what that take, means then. What you're going? You're going full hydro. Well, I don't. I that's the other decision I need to make is whether I fix the hydro assist that's on it and break it again uh, rapidly, because that's 
this is like the third trip in a row where I beat that crap out of that steering. Because I just, I just continue to slam it into shit. And I don't know why I'm suddenly slamming it into shit with a regular, you know, on a regular basis. But uh, it's continuing to happen. And if I had a hydro, full hydro setup, I would just be smashing the mount for the full hydro, not the full hydro, or not the tie rod, because it wouldn't yep. exist. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's the next thing I've got to decide uh, is is how I'm going to approach that. There's still more trips this year that I want to go on, uh, so um, I I don't know what's. I mean, obviously the correct option would be to go full hydro right now, but uh, there's a lot of bits and pieces that I want to make sure I'm doing right. I know Curtis, you keep talking about the 10 inch RAM and. 50 degrees of steering with the 1550s and I could do that because uh, I have honestly if you got the well. uh, 8 and 3 quarter I think you'd be pretty well off depending yeah, on you're limited what by your body do you have I got the BP high steer oh no they're the okay. Artec arms it's Artec okay did you axle. so you got the regular crossover steering ones so I believe if you get their regular high steer arms that they don't stick out as far as the crossover style do. Mm -hmm. So then you're with the crossover style, because they stick out further, you have to run a longer Ram because obviously when you move further away from center, it requires yeah, it's got more multiple holes. It's got a further back hole and a forward hole only on one side. No, on both sides. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I'd have to look at pictures. It's uh, not in front of me. Okay. Mine doesn't. I don't know about yours, but I know okay. mine doesn't. Yeah, they might have but changed the design. That was something that was suggested to me when I said I can't turn this freaking thing where, really early on. But somebody said, just take and drill your holes closer to the stock location because it's going to yep. take less to turn it. But if you put, if you use the arms that you have now and just use a uh, 10 inch RAM, you should be perfectly fine. Yeah, you'll be good. Either way, I'm not worried about it. Grumbo will get it figured out. He always does. Yeah, but I'm just really glad that you're going to the aluminum beadlocks. Yeah, that, I just can't. Even though you're aluminum. Well, even though your vehicle didn't come from the factory with aluminum beadlocks. What? I remember your argument about uh, rear steer and suck down winches. If your vehicle doesn't come from the factory with rear steer already, <laughs> uh, you don't need it. There's a reason vehicles are designed with front wheel steer, and it's because it's superior to rear steer. And we were watching Red Dot Buggy Boy uh, steer with basically only his rear steer, and it's <laughs> you're, you're just sitting there wondering why. like. Are you just using it because you have it? Like, why yes. not just use the front steering, which yes. is superior in every way to the rear steer to turn your rig? And again, okay, why do forklifts have rear steer only then? Ooh, yeah, well, because they have to fit in the tight places, which is yeah. exactly what you have to do with yeah, a rig well, like that. So fuck yeah. you, Graham. What do you know, Graham? Okay, well, just back your rig into the obstacles, and you'll only have rear steer, and you'll be driving just like Red Dog Buggy Guy. But if you had front and rear steer, it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, but he never used his front steer. He only ever used his rear steer. 
So if you just, by this logic, if you just backed into the obstacle, you would have effectively rear steer and you'd be able yeah, to Yeah, but I don't, have, I, I don't have the weight. Just turn your driver, You it's full hydro. You can just turn your seat around and drive the rig backwards. That, I don't think that's how that works. It'd be like it driving a mid-engine rig. It'd be like yeah. driving a mid-engine rig. I can't do that. No, just driving a rear-engine rig. No, that well, would be past the rear axle, so that's not, that's not real. It's called a mid-engine. I'm I'm basing it on where it is compared to the driver, not the axle, because that's how we do it in my my world. So it's a rear engine buggy if you're in front of it, body wise. So no, but I'm happy you like that. Just like you said, there's no factory vehicle that came with rear steer. Then like there's no factory vehicle that came with a suck down winch either because you don't need it because they designed their suspensions (laughs) properly. There's also no factory vehicle that came with uh, a long arm kit and coilovers in the front with a cage. So yeah, well that's because they're stupid uh, and they don't know what they're doing clearly. (laughs) Oh, don't build vehicles correctly. Everybody. Oh, I do. You know that. You know, would would rear suck down and rear steer be the superior option for every vehicle on the market today? Yes. No. Think of so, no. okay. Hear me out. Think hear of me a out. new Hummer. Imagine a a There's Kia no Sorento a with rear steer <laughs> yes, and a suck down winch. <laughs> just imagine everybody having rear steer. Just soccer moms, rear soccer walking through, crab <laughs> walking through the school parking lots. Oh hell yeah, dude! That'd it'd be make sick. it'd make parallel parking super easy. It would. You just crab walk into that spot. It would. That's what be. you get the new Hummer for. Yeah. Yep. Only GM. Who else has done rear steer on a factory vehicle? Nissan. GM. That's- what? Nissan, yeah. yeah, Toyota did them in some of the. Um, oh my gosh! So I know for a hundred, like a hundred percent fact that in the. Uh, actually, so the Nissans definitely did it in some of the Skyline chassis. I know that Toyota did it in some of the Cresta chassis. I mean, it's definitely like the, there's multiple Japanese. Granted, it's it's called. Um, it's not rear steer. No, it's not rear steer it's literally so it does it while you're driving on the road it only goes five degrees or something like that so it's really nothing insane and it's designed to like help i believe actually mitsubishi did it in their 3000 gts when they were trying to combat the r32 and the skyline on different uh racetracks well actually r32 and skyline i I meant to say supra and the uh skylines i don't know race cars and rear steer doesn't sound like a good thing to me it sounds like a lot of problems I mean, it worked. It's, but most like people. Said, I mean, must have been some reason. But either way, uh, I'm sure there's other vehicles. I'm sure Vo- I think Volvo did it too, but I don't know enough to actually make a statement on that one. Uh, but Volvo does weird shit like so that. So every you know? manufacturer's tried a rear steer vehicle. You're saying, yeah, just about. Huh. Anyways, on to the important stuff because it's time for tire discussions. Um. Graham, your Jeep needed the Reds. They were fucking awesome. Yeah, they were. I mean, I don't know if my Jeep needed them. Now I just put it in dumb spots and ruin it. But Yeah, that's fine. So that's is, so is interesting. Oh, actually. Um, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, just something for like a current generation vehicle that actually uses rear steer. The Lamborghini Urus 
has active rear steers. But go ahead. My apologies. We can move on from we that. Don't, we don't care about Lamborghinis here. Mazda BMW had it. So you got a Lamborghini uh, or a Mazda or F one fifty Platinums. What? Anyways, um, I would say that the Mickeys are on par, but very different than the Reds. Um, they do 90% as well on the rocks, but they do 10% better everywhere else. Well, that's because they actually have trade depth. Yeah. that's They're, they're not just a round trade. donut. Yep. We, yeah. We're the round donuts here. The donuts are like, ooh, is that a rock? I can find traction on this rock. The Mickeys pebble. are like... Find traction on a pebble. Literally. Yes. <laughs> the Mickeys are like, oh, hey, that's a rock. Cool, we can drive up this. Sorry. Um, so, like, that was my takeaway from it. I'm super happy that we both went on stickies for that weekend, and I felt like we traded back and forth for making it up stuff, which was pretty cool. Yep, yep. I, I was impressed with the Mickeys, honestly. I wasn't sure what they were going to do, but they definitely were an improvement over the Nittos that you had. Just in general, I love the Nittos. Yep. So I'm I'm very happy. Um, put the rig in a bunch of dumb spots, broke a bunch of dumb shit. Nothing major though, which is fucking awesome to come back from a weekend of wheeling like that, and you know not be petrified of the next trip. Yeah, I was very afraid that I was gonna blow something really dumb. Uh, like first day with those reds on and nothing nothing blew up so uh, I mean even just driving around in the parking lot I was like oh my god I'm going to break this thing just driving it into a parking spot but I, it held up yeah yeah I'll agree with that um, I think that they made it so that I actually liked the 4 to 1 case a little bit more as weird as that is, but like using first and being able to use first to make it up stuff was a nice improvement. Yeah, you that's know how it's how it should be is is you're using that for control, and then you have yeah. the other options for uh, booting and scooting. Yeah, Graham's then, ti- Graham's tires impressed me the most this weekend. How the, yeah, fuck bald ass bald. Ti- how the fuck bald-ass tires can do anything out there is beyond <laughs> unbelievable. Dude, all they have They look do so was... dumb, and they, they just do. work. <laughs> and they do. All they I'll had to do was red. I'll never understand a rock. That. And they're, they're not even... It's not even a soft compound. Like, you feel those things, and yeah, they get sticky, but, like, they're not... It's not a... It's not like you can grab a lug. A, because there are no lugs left. But I was going to say, hard to grab a lug when there is none. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> like a hard... It's like a hard rubber. It doesn't feel like it would grab anything. It just looks like... just feels like a shitty tire. But then it gets up on, on a rock and it just hooks. Even those that like muddy wall on Jigsaw, like I did not expect it to put the front tires on it. There was enough of an undercut there that I was like... This probably won't do anything, but if it gets up on the ledge, like, I'll try it. And then it did it, and uh, the only reason we didn't keep bumping that line, I definitely would have had it had I bumped it a little bit harder, uh, was because we didn't want to break it, and I was still very concerned about drive shafts and whatnot, so 
because uh, that's been my weak point. It's just been blowing those drive shafts. But with the new front and the rear being uh, uh, just newly rebuilt, uh, didn't have any issues. Yeah. So. When I okay. shorten, when I shorten up the drive line with the 435, 205, and the 50. I'm definitely going to a 1410 at the very least in the rear with quarter wall. We're not fucking around anymore because my fucking drive shaft is absolutely fucking white just from rock dust. Yeah, my rear is pretty dinged up, but I don't think I'll need anything more than a 1550 with my existing drive line, honestly. 1350 or 1550? Sorry, 1350. Dude, the thirteen fifty stuff's fucking legit. In the back yeah. of the rig, it just it held up really well. Yeah, I just have two more U joints that need to be swapped with fifteen or thirteen fifties, but we'll get there. It's uh, um, I that drive shaft is still doing good. They're not exactly, uh, it's probably like a solid couple hundred bucks to do all that work, and I've got other things that need addressing. So, uh. We're going to stick to some other things first. Yes. Yes, so, that's probably a good idea. So when are you guys both going uh, uh, full buggy? Uh, there's no more body panels once left. Once they find out that they're actually straight men, they probably will. One of these days we'll get oh, there. We'll never know. <laughs> However, guys, I think I got to get going. I am starting to die. All right, Davis well then... On that note, have a good night, everyone. And um, from what I understand between Kyle and Gage, uh, there was some excellent bachelor party gifts that were exchanged. So have a good night. And uh, if you see a blow-up doll on the trail, thank Kyle Slater.